Hey, this is the Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 217. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan. Today, we're going to continue the arc of the good vibes by giving you a lesson in mathematics. Now, hit our theme song! Yep. Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What is going down? Whole ton is going down. We've got a... The memeiest of meme decks. We're coming out of our set review with a vengeance oh, baby. today. We are going to meme ourselves into a hole. I got my recipe card so we can spice it to taste. We're good to go. We got some stories to tell, some people to thank. But before we do any of that, we got to thank our official sponsors, Fusion Gaming Online, the resource for all your gaming needs. Oh, baby. And I, if you watch the pre-show, you will know that I just ordered a whole bunch of new stuff. Dinky Booster Packs for all the winners that guessed, or all of the people that guessed Rogak, son of Rawgraw, as today's <laughs> commander. I have no idea if I said any of those words right, but if you were on YouTube and if you guessed that, you are entered in and you'll be, you'll be, the, the pack will be given away next week on the pre-show when we know who all guessed. Because they know about, uh, they know about Cheerios, that's how they got it, right? Yes, and Sun in his name, and Zero Drops, and Legacy playable cards in the deck, and it's a whole thing. That's We gave several hints, <laughs> yeah. and we're very happy that everybody guessed, because that's, that's a fun game. It is my favorite game to play in real life, too. Sometimes I go up to Kyla and I'll say, hey, Kyla, guess what we're doing tonight? And she'll be like, oh my god, Uh-oh. just tell me. <laughs> and I'm like, absolutely not, you have to guess. And then she like starts guessing things, and I give her hints, and she just gets more and more frustrated, and then eventually she gets it right, and then I'm I'm all excited. But by then, she's so pissed off at me that it's like, I don't even care, Brando. Yeah. I don't care that we're going out for supper. I don't care. Like, <laughs> she oh. gets so pissed off. You should just meme her. You should you should meta her <laughs> and say, and, and the thing that she's trying to guess is nothing, because by the time that she guesses it, she gets so pissed off that she doesn't want to do anything with you. <laughs> Ooh. That's not a horrible idea. Next level. I just next leveled Kyla. That's it. <laughs> so we, okay, let's let's get it right. We are doing Rogrok, son of Rograw. Did I get it? I think so. Okay. As submitted by patron supporter, friend of the show, all around deck building connoisseur, Papa Dio. And I think because he didn't submit the deck with custom categories or the right versions of cards so the prices weren't coming up because it's a fucking meme deck and he didn't think that we were going to do it. Oh, we showed him. <laughs> He's listening <laughs> he to this right now going, oh my the jank God. deck category on the CCO Discord. That's a benefit if you want to become a patron at patreon.com slash CCO podcast. He submitted it there and didn't think that we were going to do it, but we fucking memed him. Uh, who's laughing now, Papa Dio? <laughs> <laughs> Papa bitch. <laughs> nah. Or whatever. Uh, yeah, whatever. We can... We- it's our show. We can say whatever we want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're doing truth. this deck. It's going to be totally fun. We're not going to let the cat out of the bag yet. But if you want to pick up any of these cards, of course, you can go to FusionGamingOnline.com. They are the official sponsors of Commander Ad. They're the official sponsors of Commander Cookout and Commander Ad Populum, I should say. And Commander Cookout on YouTube, where we did just this morning, actually, that we're recording this, finish up another portion of our Commander Legends set review, the reprinted legendary creature. So you can go there, check it out, subscribe, do the whole thing, and it will behoove you to do so. It'll behoove us to do so. It'll let Fusion know that their partnership with CCO is 
a good one. Which it is, because we're awesome. Yeah. And I include all of you in the awesomeness as well. Should we read Rograk, son of Rog-a? Rog-a? Sure. Give him a read. He is a zero one for zero, <laughs> cobalt warrior with first strike menace, trample, and partner. Great. That is all. That's that's it. That's what he does. That's it. So zero drop. One of the hints yesterday on the pre-show was no, he's not even on like the mono red page on edhrec.com. He like by himself, not even there. It doesn't exist. So this is a, yet another instance of CCO, CCO Nation treading space that no one has dared to tread before. Yeah. Nobody else Path would do what we're finding. doing finding. Yeah. yeah, we're finding new ways to get to the, the same place, but we're doing it way better because we play nothing but zeros. Oh, baby, and there it is. That's the cat. That's the cat in the dirty, stinky onion bag sack. All zero drops, and it's going to be not only fucking hilarious, but we do have some <laughs> suggestions for combo lines if we want to tweak. We've got a partner suggestion, and we are going to exemplify how a deck full of fucking zero drops is actually going to beat face, pound dinks into the dirt. What else do we say? Slap lips. What Slap lips you? off faces, yeah. Rolled yep. up a lead pipe and a dirty rotten playmat and crack Chris Von Doom in the face for it with it with it for his birthday. Oh yeah, Chris Von Doom's birthday this weekend. Uh big happy birthday and F you to Chris Von Doom. I think we're gonna we're gonna try and jam some games this weekend. Once everybody hears this, it'll be after the fact. Uh but we're gonna jam games. We're gonna hang out with CCO Nation on Spell Table Zoom wherever we can both kind of get to and it's gonna be a great time. Indeed it is. Speaking of us jamming games, I believe there is a game that we are going to jam that CCO Nation could observe, I believe, is it next Tuesday or this coming Tuesday? Yeah, it's it's the Tuesday the 8th. When does this show come out? It's today. <laughs> it is today. I don't want to say too much because I don't know if we're supposed to say anything, <laughs> but we are going to be playing somewhere online with another streamer. It's going to be a Totally good time. Watch for CCO at CCO Podcast and at CCO Brando Twitter feeds to know when we go live because this is coming out in the morning of the 8th. We're going to be on in the evening of the 8th. Yeah, so if you have no plans tonight as you listen to this, maybe have us on in the background. Maybe have us on in the foreground. Grab it's a drink. It's be a good time. Yeah, grab a beer and get owned with us. Yeah, very much so. Now, we've got this deck. It's totally jank. <laughs> do we want to get into it it's, like, let's let's preface it it's totally jank but still costs over a thousand dollars as is <laughs> what <laughs> what the hell are we doing oh, man i'm totally laughing because it's the same as last week right we're, we're after chris von doom last week with the rebecca and prismatic piper deck totally hilarious and one of our most popular episodes of the year, actually, when we look at just generally watch time, download numbers on all the, the different metrics of the where, where the cast and the videos go, people seem to like it. So good job, Chris Von Doom. Good good job, CCO Nation, for interacting and thinking that's like an interesting thought experiment deck that we did last week. I hope that we can build on that from last week with this week because this deck... We were joking on the pre-show and, and at the start of this show that Brando didn't want to do it. And I convinced him that, like, 
sure it's a meme deck, sure it's a bunch of zeros, but there is a lot of conversation that we can have about a bunch of zeros, right? And like we yeah. said, combo lines and stuff. So yeah, $1,000 deck, like last week, it's got some moxes in it, mostly this week because they cost zero and they're a great way to make <laughs> mana because newsflash, we're not running Soul Ring, right? No, we are certainly, we don't need Soul Ring. No, no. Hey, we do, is, there a, is there a, um, a mana crypt in here? There's not um, even a mana crypt. There, what is going on? What There's the a- hell? He was trying to save money when he's concluding Mox Diamond, but no <laughs> mana crypt. <laughs> Papa Dio, man. What are you doing? What are you, what are you doing with yourself here? <laughs> Jeez. Maybe he thought that people would view the deck as such a threat, taking those possible three damage every turn. Just wasn't having it. Oh, yeah, that's it. He's aggroing yeah. himself. Meme next <laughs> <Yeah>. level. <laughs> You just can't take those bolts, baby. You just oh, can't yeah, take it. Yeah. Well, well, I've got some suggestions for bolts and stuff once we get to like some suggestions. Before we do, though, we mentioned the Discord. We mentioned the Patreon. We do have a couple new patrons to thank. Ah. Yeah. So the Patreon nickname, the shout out, the FU, part of the benefits to becoming a patron over at patreon.com slash podcast. First one, I played Open Flippy with this guy a couple weeks back. This is Kelvin Heatherington. That sounds like a made-up last name, and it sounds like my dad's first name. So, like, Calvin Heavyton? Calvin Heavyton. Yeah. I like it. That's like two-ton from Bob the Builder, or ton-ton from Dino Trucks. If you're a dad and have the family channel, you'll... You can commiserate. <laughs> I'm not, and I can't. <laughs> how, how about I like? Yeah, Kelvin Heavyton. Yeah, I was gonna say Kelvin Tuton, but Heavyton is also good. And it sounds kind of <laughs> dirty. It's like that's his porno name or something. Oh yeah, definitely. Like it has something to do with either the type of porn that he does. Don't Google that. Or the size of his wang. Don't Google that either. Or if you call if his name was actually Tuton, he's got two hangy tons of potato sack. <laughs> Sure. Not to be confused with onion sack or packing cracks, which is what Kelvin Heathering two ton. You're, you're, dig up, man. Dig up. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh, yeah. Okay. Next shout out. This is Travis Williams. Kind of two first names. Travis Williams. Rutabaga. 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 That is also a little bit dirty sounding, but I do appreciate it. Yeah. And another thing, another type of thing that we can put in a dirty old bag. Yeah, swing it around, hit people with it. What about Travis Dirty Bagger? Oh, there we go. There yeah. it is. Travis yeah. Dirty Bagger. There we go. I like that lot. <laughs> dirty Bagger. <laughs> Kelvin, Travis, big thank you. Big F you. Welcome to the nation. If anybody else wants their CCO nickname, patreon.com slash CCO podcast. One more thing before we do the deck, Ryan. What is it? It's, it's the return real fast to something that we used to do in the morning because somebody suggested to me the other day because they know that I watch Tubi lots. Oh, no. One of, one of the more Arnold Arnold movies hit Tubi. And it's called Raw Deal. Have you ever seen that? Have you ever seen Raw Deal with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Uh, not all of it. No, I have not like, seen all of it. But I have seen a good number of Arnold movies. And the cover of it is just like Arnold Schwarzenegger all ripped his shit in a muscle shirt with a machine gun. And instead of it showing a, anything about the movie, Arnold, it's Arnie with a gun with the name Schwarzenegger just superimposed behind him over and over again. So you know the movie has nothing going for it other than the star? And in the first, like, three minutes, this is all I'm going to say so we can talk about this deck. In the first three minutes, there's a shot-for-shot 
remake of a stunt from an early 80s BMX movie, and he fakes his own death by blowing up an oil refinery. Excellent. Because that's the most safest and least complicated way he could think of to fake his own death. (laughs) (laughs) Having been to and worked at oil refineries, not not the easiest thing to gain access to the inside of, just... Oh, and he just drove. He just drove his car straight into it. Just fucking blew it up. That's how it works. Just, no guards, nothing. Oh, it was man. awesome. And the movie just goes up from there. Like Arnie's doing James Bond shit. He's doing Arnie shit. Fuck, it's so good. Check it out. That is the cinematic cookout podcast recommendation. Raw deal, you say? Yes, sir. And it is. It is not. You know what could be a raw deal? This deck. Should we talk about it? Let's do a deck. All right, Ryan, where should we start? Should we start with the the Creech? Creech it up. All right, we'll start with the Creech at the bottom with our boy, Walkie B. We're going to start with just a dud card right off the top, eh? Walkie B. Yeah, this is one of the most expensive Creech in the deck. It's XX. Converted mana cost, still zero, FYI, Mm -hmm. for zero, zero, so we're starting off strong. (laughs) Enters the battlefield with X plus ones. You can pay four to put an additional plus one on, and you can remove a plus one to deal one damage to any target. This, because you have a combo that you're going to submit at the end of the deck tech, this might be able to be a win con if we have infinite mana. No. Oh. Not in okay. my, not in Brando land, Ryan. I told you, don't lump me in with that fucking brain freeze, walking ballista bullshit. You just wait. You wait. <laughs> you, you, you're not submitting a, a like an underworld breach, lion's eye diamond, brain freeze partner commander combo. No. Oh. That's what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, maybe some of that stuff exists, but it's going to be something that I think you in particular are going to very much appreciate. And oh. Papa Dio will too, because he's going to be like, Jesus, I could cut like $700 out of the deck and just do that, and it'll be hilarious. <laughs> well, you, you know what? I might actually build this deck because I have all these cards. <laughs> oh, man. Let's keep uh, doing Creech. You have an Ugin's Conjurant? I do. Oh, tell the people about it, Ryan. Yes, it's a zero zero for X. Well, I think I see a trend. <laughs> Enters the battlefield with X plus ones. If damage is dealt to it while it has plus ones on it, prevent that damage and remove that many plus ones from it. Sure. Stone Coil Serpent. Enters with X plus ones. Reach Trample Pro Multicolor. Protection from, that is. How about Shifting Sphere? Shifting Sphere? I think oh, you shifting mean Shield wall. Sphere or Shifting Wall. I looked at both of them. Both in the deck, yeah. Shifting Wall, a zero zero for X, enters with X, but it's a wall, so it can't attack. This one, pure defense, right? Yep. Yep. And Shield Sphere, again, pure defense. It's a defender, zero six. When it blocks, you put a minus zero, minus one counter on it. So now we're playing weird counter Rogak as well. <laughs> oh, Phyrexian Walker. Well, Phyrexian Walker, Ornithopter, Memnite, Kobolds of Care Keep, Kobolds of Crimson Crookshank, Kobold, <laughs> Kobold things, all zero drop, zero ones, zero threes, one ones. Those are all the same cards. Yes. Yeah. We've got a Phyrexian Marauder. That's a zero zero X. Comes in with X. Can't block. So this is the opposite of... of it can't like, attack. It can't attack. What? 
Yeah, it can't it can't block and it can't attack unless you pay one for each plus one on it. That's oh. a that's just a terrible card. That is some visions <laughs> shit right there. Oh well, that's back from visions. Hey, the freckins. Maybe they didn't figure it out yet. <laughs> Even the art isn't very good. <laughs> no, like it just that's just a terrible card all the way around. You know what? Hey, isn't it? You know what? Hold on, magic trivia, real quick. She uh, shifting wall and Phyrexian Marauder were part of a combo back in the day with uh, Protean Hulk. Yeah, that's and you just you just found eight of them, right? Yeah. And then uh, four four of each copy, and then you also found four of your Disciple of the Vault. Disciple of the Vault. And you put them all onto the battlefield with your Protean Hulk, and then they all die. <clears throat> and then your opponent takes like uh, eight eight times four damage, thirty two damage or whatever, and they die. Right? Yeah, that's a cool combo. That's the turn zero Flash Hulk combo. Yeah, that's right. Flash Hulk. Yeah, before it was cool in EDH, right? Yeah, exactly. Doesn't work quite as good in EDH. How about a Hangerback Walker? Hangerback Walker. This is HBW. This is enters the battlefield with X. And when it dies, you put a 1-1 colorless thopter artifact creature token onto the battlefield for each plus one on it. You can pay one, tap it, put a plus one counter on it. So more plus one counter stuff for X. We need to be able to make mana in this deck. You It dies, you get some benefit. That's good. Sure. Uh, we have another X, X for X in Endless One. Yes, and then we've got a cryptic trilobite. Yeah, this is an XX for double X again. You can remove a counter to add colorless, colorless, but you can only spend that mana to activate abilities. So you'd have to like remove counters from your tri- cryptic trilobite to like put counters on Hangerback Walker or Walking Ballista, for example. That's what you'd have to do. Or activate a couple of the other random abilities that we have in the deck. Dang. Yeah, so creature sweet. We've got some sweet cards, but generally underpowered or just like right exactly on the vanilla scale. You know what I mean? Like yeah. X power for X damage or, or, or mana. So we got to figure out some ways to make big mana. Can we do it? We might be able to when we get to the artifact section, but we're going to veer off from that. We're going to do the instants and sorceries real fast. because these, <laughs> yeah. these are some big sections here, Ryan. The instant is Pact of the Titan. The instant. One instance of instance. Yes. (laughs) This is a zero drop. Red card. Put a 4-4 giant creature token onto the battlefield. Remember, instant speed. So good blocker. At the beginning of your next upkeep, pay red four. If you don't, you lose the game. Worth it. (laughs) Definitely worth it. A 4-4 flash creature for five? Oh, baby. Yeah, and it's like putting a down payment on or putting it on a credit card. We don't need to pay now. Fuck that. <laughs> I like how blue and or not yeah blue and green of those are just so fucking good. And then the black ones piddling to medium at best, and the white and red ones are just straight trash. Yeah, you know what? At least the like at least the black one keeps you from dying if somebody's swinging in, right? Yes. Well, I mean, I guess this one technically could too, yeah. If you could block their their non-flying, non-trampling, swinging death sentence, you can you can block it with a 4-4. Four, four. Yeah. And the white one, I don't even know what it does. It probably gains you fucking life. It prevents damage from one source, and I think you do gain that life. Oh, so it doesn't even fog. If yeah. it fogged, it would be good. Oh, yeah. If it was a free fog, it would be fairly playable, but it, it, it fucking isn't, Ryan. 
<laughs> All right. Well, what's the one sorcery we got? The one sorcery is Wheel of Fate. We this is a this is a I'm going to call this a card. This is a card. Whether it's good or not, I don't know. It's a uh, what it's basically Wheel of Fortune with suspend 4 for red ones. So you just, you pay a red one, put it off to the side for four turns. After four turns, you get a Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, mono zero drop dot deck is going to dump its hand out. But not always. You've got those X cards. You've got mana that you need to, like, spend on things. And if on turn two or three we drop this down and just get some beats in for the next couple turns, this is going to fill up our hand in a few turns from now. And I think that that's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. We're not going to cascade into it for sure. But it's not a bad card. And I think that that... I think people actually appreciate this card in some instances because they see it coming. And so you get that game where people kind of play a little bit more aggressively to get the shit out of their hand before they have to discard it. At least that's that's my experience with it. I I love that take because you're you're talking about playing more aggressively. It's it's kind of like when the monarch gets introduced to the game, then all of a sudden people like don't air quotes forget to attack. Do you know what I mean? Like ah no, I just won't swing my one one at somebody because I don't want to make an enemy that pussy ass shit. And it's like. No, Monarch, draw a card, get the Monarch, attack, 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 get those chip-ins, kids. That's yeah. that's how Wheel of Fate in, uh, encourages players to play as well. Yeah, it encourages you to like play out your shit. It's not going to kill them, it's not going to do anything bad to them, but if you have a mitt full of seven cards, they're going away, so you might as well get some value out of them. Yep, yeah. the flip-flop of that is uh, somebody's holding up Counterspell for when that goes off. <laughs> that's true. I suppose that could be a thing if you're... A- fucking anus who 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 doesn't want to draw seven fresh cards oh yeah that isn't yeah. gonna win in those four turns with their seven anyway right like it's it's a win-win yeah uh, i do like that card all right should we do some artifacts let's do some artifacts and i want you to kind of go through papa dio again didn't do the custom categories because we totally memed them but if you want to go through and scan for the 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 mana rocks tell us how we're going to make mana with the deck then we can go back and do everything else all right, four mana rocks. Do we count Paradise Mantle? I count Paradise Mantle. It turns something sure. into a bird of paradise. We got a Mox Opal, a Mox Diamond, a Mox Amber, Ever Flowing Chalice, and an Asshole Cornucopia. Yeah, so it's not like 10 or 11 or 12 sources of mana production. We're not making big mana, but the average CMC of this deck is. Uh, fucking zero so yeah <laughs> you don't necessarily need them and why is there no mox tantalite no mox tantalite no mana crypt and i think mana crypt definitely deserves a spot in this deck maybe even over jeweled lotus did you mention jeweled lotus no i jumped right over that one there's <laughs> also a jeweled lotus whatever <laughs> i forget that card exists sometimes I think Jeweled Lotus, because it only works for your commander, I think that Mana Crypt might be better because it's going to give you mana turn over turn, right? Yes. And I mean, this one does give you, just for it being there, it gives you three castings of your commander because you cast him for free, he dies, you play him for one, then he dies again, you play him for two, if you can just keep recycling him somehow. But that is fucking... (sighs) You You don't play him for one, you play him for two, and then you play him for four, right? Oh, yeah. But if you go Jeweled Lotus, Rograk, that's two spells, and then you sacrifice Rograk to something, and then you crack your Jeweled Lotus and play him again, all of a sudden you've got three Storm, and then you need one more mana, and you can play him again? 
I know you'd need three more mana after that, after the Jeweled Lotus. But Jeweled Lotus and Rograk, if we wanted to move to some kind of storm combo, if that's what you're thinking, this does help us achieve that by getting us at least two more storms. Sure. So that's nothing to sneeze at, right? I still think it should probably be a mana crypt, but what the hell? Yeah, that's fine. Let's look at the other artifacts and see if, if there's other cuts or what have yous. Yeah, how about Zurin Orb? <laughs> <laughs> Good place to start. This is sack of land, gain two life. Now, let's let some cats out of the bag here, Ryan. We are playing 52 land in this deck. Oh, yeah, 52 land, and we are getting a ton of utility on them. Some of them are creatures. Maybe if they got blocked and we still wanted to cash them in for some value, we could sacrifice them before damage if they're not going to kill the thing that's blocking them. Sure. Sure. There's a there's always a time to be sacrificing land. It's it's beneficial more often than people think. How about welding jar? This is sack and sack welding jar regenerate target artifact. How about Urza's bobble? Ooh, sack Urza's bobble. Look at a random card from target player's hand. You can draw a card at the beginning of the next upkeep. So there's some card draw. That card is just terrible, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> How about Tormod's Crypt? This is a card. This is a good one. You sack it to exile all cards from target player's graveyard. Sick. Yep. How about Spider Silk Net? Ah, hmm. Equip. <laughs> equipment for zero. It equips for two. Equip creature gets plus zero plus two and has reach. So, you know, our our our, our zero sixes and stuff can become zero eights. You know, the lady on that picture is throwing a net up to try and catch a dragon. She should aim lower and try and catch that mana crypt. Yes. Yes. Uh, we got a spell book. <laughs> I don't even know why this is in here. Because it costs zero, Ryan. Oh, man, play another land. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this card. That's fine. It's it, it makes you so you have no maximum hand size because you know we're going to be drawing more than seven cards with our wheel of fate ever. You're right. <laughs> no. How about sigil sigil of distinction? This is an X casting cost equipment. Equip creature gets plus one for each charge counter on it. It gets a charge counter for each mana, and you equip it by removing a charge counter. So again, it it just turns. It's an equipment endless one, right? It's just however much mana you have, that's how big your creature gets. Sure. Yeah. How about Orochi Hatchery? I actually really like this card. Yeah, and this is a card that you've played, right? It is. So this is XX Artifact. Enters a battlefield with X charge counters on it. You could pay five, tap, put one one green snake creature token onto the battlefield for each charge counter. Shit, so, yeah. Snakes. Yeah, so if you pay four, you can... If you pay four for the card, then you pay five, you get two one ones, right? Yeah. Which so it takes fine. some time for it to pay for itself. Yeah, it, it takes a while, but I like this card because it makes snakes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, we already went over all the mocks in. Oh, Mishra's Bobble. There it is. This is the other brother bottle. Don't Google that? No, you can probably look at that. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Famous last words. <laughs> <laughs> Zero drop. You sacrifice it to look at the top card of target player's library. Then you draw a card at the beginning of the next upkeep. So another instance of card draw. We're up to, I think... Three cards in the deck that say draw on them? Ooh. Yeah. How about Lodestone Bobble? Ooh, here's another Bobble. Let's see if this one can follow suit. So you pay one, you tap, you sacrifice it. Put the top four cards, 
Put up to four target basic land cards from a player's graveyard on top of that player's library in any order. Like, that matters. That player draws a card at the beginning of the next turn's upkeep. That's kind of a cool card, actually. That is, because you can... Somebody who's flooded that's sacrificing land that doesn't want to draw into land, for example, just fucking trounce them by putting more land on top of their deck to blank their draws. It just wreck them, hey? Yeah, or we can get a land of ours back if we sacrificed it to the Zurin Orb. Or, because it's up to four, we can put zero, and then we just get to draw an extra card like the other baubles. Cool. That's fine, and I think originally from Ice Age or Alliance, right? We're looking at the the online version of it. Yeah, the the no-price version. It's probably like... $300. It's not. It's definitely not. Uh, Kite Shield. Kite Shield is zero drop artifact equipped for three plus zero plus three. Herbal Pool Tice. (laughs) You pay three, you sacrifice it, you regenerate target creature. So you can get Rogak regenerated, you can regenerate your Endless One because it's not an artifact, or you could even regenerate your Kobolds. Ooh. Baby. Now, Now people are sitting there thinking, oh, they're just doing these memes. This is ridiculous. Let's bust out the big, heavy, super powerful shit, Ryan. <laughs> Let's break it out and talk about Fountain of Youth. Fountain of Youth. We found it, Brando. We found it. <laughs> Me, you, and Papa Dio are never going to get old. Ever. Ah, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> this is a zero-drop artifact. You can pay it. Two whole mana, so get that mana crypt in here. You tap it, so you can only do this once per fucking turn. Oh, shit. What's it going to do, Ryan? You gain one life. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) I can't even see it with a straight face. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Oh, jeez. Okay, now let's talk about something that's actually cool in engineered explosives. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? I traded my engineering explosives away to get a chrome mox. Or whatever mox is like $70 now, whatever it was. At the time, they were even straight up, even Stevens. Now, engineered explosives, three bucks. (laughs) (laughs) Good trade for me. This is X Sunburst. So it enters a battlefield with a charge counter for each color of mana you spent to to cast it. So it's definitely going to be at least one. At least one. I hope we can make other colors, but I don't think that we can. You pay two, you sack it to destroy each permanent with converted mana cost equal to the number of charge counters on it. Or you could pay nothing and just wipe yourself right off the planet. Oh yeah, that's how you fuel the brain freeze meme, remember? <laughs> Or what I meant was combo when I said meme. <laughs> yes. How about, oh my God. I, every time I see this card in my binder, I think to myself, why? why? And now it's in a deck and we're going to talk about it on the show. And it's Deleaf's Cone. I didn't even know. I thought, uh, I didn't even know that that's what this card was called. I thought it was called something totally different until you said it. And I actually looked at the letters in the name of the card. <laughs> <laughs> I, too, own this card in my full set of <clears throat> Fallen Empires. <laughs> Tap, sacrifice Deleaf's Cone. If target creature you control attacks and is not blocked, you may choose to gain its power in life. If you do, it deals no damage. So all them zero ones, hey? <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. 
get in there. Let's okay. Just, let's just move right on to Dark Sphere. Dark Sphere, this is a combo card. Sacrifice it, and you take half damage from the next thing that damages you. This combos in another meme deck where you add nauseam into sickening dreams, and Dark Sphere doesn't actually deal any damage to you because it costs zero when you add nauseam into it. Ooh. Ah. I see. And then you only take half the damage from sickening dreams, whereas by everybody else dies. Yes, very good. Is it as good as Claws of Gix? Oh yeah. If you thought if you thought Fountain of Youth was good, this is a zero drop artifact. You pay one this time instead of two. So you can get two activations out of this with your mana crypt. Oh shit. You sacrifice a permanent, maybe that mana crypt, so you don't take three. And then you gain a life. <laughs> so if you're at if you're at one life. And you tap your mana crypt, and even after you gain two, that mana crypt could still kill you by exaxiing you. You pay both mana into the mana crypt, you sack the mana crypt, you sack your claws of gix, you gain two life, you go to three, you somehow regenerate or get her backer your mana crypt, you're exactly at three. You untap, you flip your coin, you don't lose the flip, combo city, you win at fucking three life. Wow. Yep. This is this is some heavy shit. This is real stuff we're talking about now. These are this is a real deck all of a sudden. Yes. And then we move right on to Chimeric Mass. Ooh. It uh, it enters with X charges. You can pay one and until end of turn it becomes an XX creature. Would you believe that I actually played this in standard back in the day? Yes, this was a standard card because it didn't die to wrath if you didn't animate it or whatever, right? It also beat the shit out of uh, Core Firewalker. Yeah, because it was not red. Yeah. And red at the time uh, of, of Zendikar World Wake standard post Stoneforge Jace ban made this card good. Yes. Yeah, there's Very a magic good. history lesson for you there, kids. You see Ryan and Brando, not just all meme decks and drinking beer. <laughs> speaking of memes we got another real card another real card that is especially real in this deck in chalice of the void oh yeah chalice of the void xx enters with x charges whenever a player casts a spell with x converted mana cost yeah just fucking counter it beautiful and if we play anything but zero it doesn't affect our deck at all sort of no, if we if we set it at one us. and then we cast an endless one at one, it would counter it because it looks at it when it's on the stack. Yeah, but we wouldn't do that. No, we'd, we're we'd way play. better than that. Yeah, we'd pay zero for it. <laughs> Just have it immediately die. <laughs> Come on, Ryan. <laughs> Jeez. It. All right, how about Cather's shield? That's a zero drop plus zero plus three equipment. Briber's purse. Enters the battlefield with X, not charges, gem counters. Ooh. <laughs> And you can pay one, tap, remove a gem counter, target creature can't attack or block this turn, or block. That's the important part. So you can bribe other people's creatures to not uh, get you. Yes, and then if you did, for example, have a big cryptic trilobite or, or endless one or walkie bee, what have you, you can actually get in there for some beats. So this card is kind of a, a good little nugget. Sure. Yeah. Ryan Penf special. Bonesaw. Fucking Bonesaw. It's ready. Yeah. He got the reference. Everybody everybody got the reference, right? Absolutely. Equip for one, cast for zero, 
equipped creature gets plus one, plus zero. I've cast many a bone saw in my life. In Commander, I will remind you. Yes. And the last one is basically Cathar's shield again in a quarter's shield. Yeah, plus zero, plus three, and has Vidge. Equips for three. That's all of the non-lands in the deck. Yeah, not very many cards because we are playing 52 land, and I think it would behoove us to go over just some of them. For example, Blink Moth Nexus and Dwarven Mine, Field of the Dead, Ink Moth Nexus, Mishra's Factory, like cards that turn into creatures. Gargoyle Castles, another one. Dark Depths is the, the creme de la creme of man lands, if you will, right? Yeah, we got, uh, there's a Care Keep and a Keldon Megaliths. They all turn into or make creatures. Yes, Care Keep is actually on theme of this too because it creates kobolds, right? Kobolds of Care Keep. Yeah, that's it. Then we've got Barbarian Ring. It deals two damage if you have Threshold. Your stuff's going to die, so you will. It's got a Valakut, which deals damage. Shiv and Gorge, Wrath's Edge. Those both deal damage. Two cards that I personally have died two on more than one occasions f you jesse <laughs> so we are playing lands that are going to give us additional value and there are 22 mountains to go along with that valakut so i don't think it's uh i don't think it's like just in there you know what i mean i think you are going to get a, a few activations out of it you could hypothetically possibly lightning bolt a thing and that's better than not lightning bolting a thing I would tend to agree at the cost right. of a comes into play tapped Valakut that we don't really care about because we could on turn one, for example, go like Cobalt, Cobalt, Ornithopter, Valakut, and then just try to prioritize blocking to keep us alive and play the long term kind of control Valakut game while we build mana into like our our Briber's Purse endless one kind of end game. How the deck is constructed exactly right now correct so it does and we're going to talk about this in the strengths and weaknesses it does suffer from the aggro problem the low to the ground problem well and this one lower than most this is like i don't know has anybody ever seen attack on titan or red attack on titan where the one guy turns into the monolithic mega super big bigger than the big titan titan and it's so big it can't stand up so it's like crawling along the ground and it's crawling so much it sands its own face off so like just it's just when it finally gets its head up you can see inside of its fucking head and you can see its brain and shit that's how low to the ground we are except we're not huge we're small yes we're just a little guy just pushing his face along the street until it comes off. <laughs> yeah. I think, though, we could, because of that, fly a little bit under the radar. You know, one player gets knocked out somewhat early, and then it's a three-way kind of standoff. And all of a sudden, we drop a 10-10, and it's like, okay, now you have to deal with that, right? I suppose and- everybody figures you got nothing going on, and then you do all of a sudden. People don't know what to do. They've already used their removal on the other people's stuff. Yep. Yep. You drop a walking ballista and you get in a couple attacks for like six or eight damage because you have that much mana late game. Six or eight damage a couple times with walking ballista and then somebody else kind of crashes in, alpha strikes somebody. We get one more attack in because their guy can't block with briber's purse and then we remove the the eight counters or whatever from walking ballista and you can actually eco to win with this. Is it going to be all the time? No, I don't think so. But that one time it happens... 
Oh baby. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you could get the you could get the walking ballista thing I just described. End of the last player besides you's turn, you pack to the Titan, so you get a four four with essentially haste for five, because you gotta pay for it. And then you got another haster, right? Like there are ways that you can sort of fabricate wins with this. You just have to be very kind of aware of what's happening on board to take advantage or to kind of fly under the radar. You also have to be very lucky. Yes, and you know what? How I like to describe luck in Commander is like that high risk, high reward sort of all in. And everybody knows that I love magic like that. Everybody knows that I love to politic. This deck, how it kind of ekes out its wins, very much reminds me of my Pramacon Persistent Petitioner's deck. (laughs) See, I think that the issue that this deck runs into with me is the the main thing about it is when you say get those chip-ins, get that value stuff, a lot of the chip-in I want to swing in for two to draw a card after the first couple of turns are going to just be at the expense of this deck because there's, until turn five, six, there's nothing stopping people from just like, yeah, I want to swing in so I can untap all my dudes with my Sword of Feast and Famine, so I'm just going to hit Rogak. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think that the same thing that I said about like, flying under the radar and not and and being left alone people will just hit you to untap a sword and feast and famine because they know that you're not going to be able to hit them back very hard i guess that's the other end of that kind of spectrum right yeah being invisible is great in one way but kind of being sort of just there in some cases is not the best i've definitely played a few games even recently where i was asking people their life total one guy was at 16 and he hadn't even really been attacked yet but just because the game had gone on for a while and he was a little bit like hosed with mana and what he could play, people just kept sneaking it at him for two. Like they wanted to draw a card, they wanted to get a thing, so you swing for two. And you know what I mean? Yeah. And those twos, they they add up when three people are hitting you every turn, and then you're at sixteen and it's like, oh shit. Yeah, it's- just random stuff. He might have a blocker that he doesn't want to lose, and somebody's attacking him with somebody with skull clamp equipped, and he's like, No, I'll take the three. Right. Instead of letting somebody draw two cards, you crack a couple fetch lands. That's like all of a sudden you've taken five or eight or 11. Right. And all of a sudden. Yeah. You're sitting there being being invisible. Put you at yeah 16 or 18 life. Yeah. So which which puts you into like like attack pack to the Titan, remove counters from Milwaukee B, kill you or kill somebody. Right. If they're at that life total. And and yeah, I I see what you're saying with that for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, and I think that that is actually the biggest issue with the deck. I mean, it's pretty cool, and I think that there are ways to spice it up to make it better. Of course, we have to add a bit of a mana curve on into the deck. We'll get to that in a minute. But the deck is cool. It's a great shell, and it's a great idea. But I think that leaning so hard into the meme puts you at a disadvantage in general EDH gameplay, unless you're all playing some kind of ridiculous meme deck. Yeah, and that is, well, you know what, let's move into strengths and weaknesses, because we've got some dialogue planned here to talk about kind of sprucing this deck up. So let's do strengths and weaknesses. Let's start with the weaknesses. You said all in meme decks, unless everybody's playing them, you know, you, you might get your, you might get to do your thing one time ever type thing, right? And yeah. like the, the ad nauseum all swamps deck, Ashling and 99 mountains deck, this deck is sort of a meme deck and it either does its thing great like ad nauseum does with Marilyn of the morn song or 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 Sidisi undead vizier or it's a meme all the way on the other end of like the the meme 
fucking neighborhood in CCO Nation where it's like, oh, it just it there's a theme. It doesn't really do anything, right? And this one suffers from rebuilding post wrath or the aggro problem as far as its memeness is concerned, right? And I think we already kind of covered that. This one strikes me actually as one of those decks. Do you remember we've talked about it on the show a couple of times that Celestia deck that I built that had the generic commander and just a bunch of land in it. Jasmine and I, Boreal and yeah. 99 lands. And just I, just so you didn't get targeted first by Jesse. Yep. And I showed up to play Magic with it. And I played a couple of games. And I had fun. But... You had fun because you're hanging with your homies, right? Ex- exactly. And I feel like this could be a deck like that. But you can see that there's all of these little areas where it's poking through. It's got so much potential. But because yes. you lean so heavy on the meme you maybe don't get there. And I think that that might be even more frustrating than having a deck that you know doesn't do anything. Yeah, and you know what? Going back to being almost invisible, you've got just enough potential with a walking ballista or just enough potential with, I can almost make infinite mana because I'm running kind of an artifact machine deck that people are scared, right? Oh, all he's got to do is drop that one unwinding clock or what have you, right? Yeah, yeah, and then all of a sudden, oh, fuck, I guess we're going to have to kill the meme deck first every single time ever, right? <laughs> Can you imagine showing up to this with this deck and having to prove to people that it's a meme and not a, a combo deck? Can you oh. imagine that? <laughs> <laughs> well, reputation management. We've done episodes of, of that on, on Commander Cookout of old, right? Yeah, we have, and it's, it's, it's real shit. But, I mean, it's a thing, and once we combo it up, people are probably going to try and kill you first anyway. Yeah, and I mean, that's fine. That's what combo decks are for, and that's the juxtaposition. That's the meta, right? Indeed. And that's part of what makes Commander fun out in the wild or with your LGS or local play group. Let's move to strengths. Okay. Can I call the deck fast? Can I call it fast? No. Oh. It's fast to play out its hand, but it's not fast. It's not going to win land speed. It's not killing anybody on turn two or three. Yeah, that's right. I think if we want to get damage in early with a bunch of chip-ins, we can say that it's fast, it's going to do that, and probably because nothing is so threatening, it's not going to buy itself, it's not going to kind of suck a Wrath of God out of an opponent's hand. No, you'd have to be very... I don't even know if you could. Honestly, Like if you went Endless 1 for 10, Stone Coil Serpent for 11, Ugin's Conjurant for 12... I still am. I still don't know if people are going to wrath that. <laughs> you don't think? They don't have evasion, right? They don't have evasion, so they can chump. Yeah, it depends how hosed the other person is, right? Like how how badly do they want to get in at you? Like, do they have something that has death touch or flying? Or, yeah, yeah. You know? you know what? I really think that if that same sequence that you just said, but instead of like ten, eleven, twelve, if it was like five six seven or six seven eight nobody's gonna wrath that because they can chump or they'll just like they'll just take seven do you know what i mean yeah and i think that is a strength because if you can if you can get somebody convince somebody to take seven a couple times that's gonna put them in range for somebody else just to smash in and that's when the politics come in when you can say hey i've done like 14 or 18 to this guy uh get him right <laughs> <laughs> he, he's the threat now get him and then they're gonna knock that player out and all of a sudden now you only have two people to kill because you've convinced your opponents to do it for you 
they take pity on you and just they, they, like, yep, yeah, I yep, guess yep. I can take care of this whenever I want. I got a wrath. <laughs> yep. I want to next strength is has the ability to dump hand or, or dump everything out of nowhere. If you were sandbagging a little bit and that goes back to like over the course of two turns, you know, you play your eight drop, you play your nine drop, for example. Yeah. And your four, four for free. Sure. Yeah. Yep. And final strength, lots of utility lands. They're going to give you lots of advantage. I actually have one, two, three, four, five more that I think could fit in the deck. Six more. I just thought of one right off the top of my head. Ooh. And if you wanted to cut the Valakut, I don't know if that's correct or not, but you could save yourself like 25 bucks or so if you cut the Valakut and you added like blast zone to take care of stuff ancient tomb for more mana buried ruin to get artifacts back from your graveyard forge of heroes when you cast your commander it can enter with a plus one on it maze of ith to deter attacking or to save your attackers if somebody blocks and i just thought of war room which lets you pay mana to draw cards based on how many colors your commander is so if if Joe can add all those in because they're not in the actual list and show that there are so many ways to get utility off of lands when you only need one color of mana, you don't need to fill in all the fixing and the duels and the fetches and shit because we only need mountains. And sometimes we don't even need mountains, right? You don't even need mountains specifically. You just need some lands. You could technically play this deck with wastes instead of mountains as it's built right now. Yeah, you probably could, right? Uh, no, I guess you can't. Pack to the Titan has a red symbol in it. Yeah, and so does the Wheel of Fate. But there's uh, a few. If, there's a if, few if, red if you symbols. could, if you could figure out how to cut those for colorless stuff. Well, you just cut yeah. them for colorless stuff. That's I suppose done yeah. and done, right? <laughs> well, sp- speaking of cuts, speaking of cuts, I've got I've got some cuts, some suggestions. You've got a combo path that we want to try and fit everything into. Okay, so let's say. $1,000 deck, right? Jesus. $1,000 meme project. And that is backed by the the few moxes that are in here are like nearly $700. Yeah. Jeweled Lotus at 75 Valakut at 24 Field of the Dead, 20 bucks for Field of the Dead. Dark Depths, nearly 20 bucks. Ink Moth Nexus, 20 bucks. Mutavault, Walkie B. Walkie B is probably good. Probably got to stay in there, right? Probably. But with those cuts, you're looking at almost $850 worth of cuts. You could get it all the way down to between $70 to $100, depending on like conditions or where you buy the cards at, right? And of course, if you do want to build the $70 meme deck or the $1,000 meme deck, don't forget <laughs> FusionGamingOnline.com, CCO Fusion 5 promo code, you knock 5% off your entire order. Ooh, sick. So $70 meme deck is, like, actually good, and you, right? And a lot of this shit you probably have laying around the house, too. Like, a lot. I think a lot of it was, not all of it, because there's some weird jank shit from, like, Visions and stuff, but a lot of it has been in Commander Precons. Of course it has. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cryptic Trilobite and Wheel of Fate and a bunch of the lands, right? Yeah. 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 You got to get that foil um, from the vault lands Shivan Gorge though, right? Oh, definitely. That's the one I play in Norin because I play that <laughs> yeah. shit in Norin. I I play it too, or at least I did in my lands deck just to get them chip ins on me your lands, right? Yeah, you sometimes just got to do one to everybody, which is three. Yes, three is better than one is better than none. Exactly. 
So I've got some suggestions, but I'm I want to hear your combo package. Okay, check this out. Now we're gonna add a I'm, curve. I'm legit in- interested. We're gonna add a color, and we might add some more dollars depending on how much you want this combo to go. Check this out. We're gonna partner our rock fuck sack son of whatever, and we're gonna add Tormod. Tormod, the black one. Whenever a one or more cards is removed from your graveyard, you get a 2-2 tapped zombie token. That's right. We're, okay. We're also going to add a lotus petal, which I'm super surprised wasn't in here. I was a little bit too, but it's single use. And taps to tap. Oh no, you sacrifice it to get a man of any color. Correct. Okay. And speaking of single use and f- fucking the budget, we could add an LED as well. Lion's Eye Diamond, zero drop, Tap, sack, discard your hand, add three mana to your mana pool. Maybe we could play that instead of the, the jeweled lotus. Or the mox diamond. Sure. Then we continue effing the budget, and we could, we don't need to, but we could add a Phyrexian altar as well. Okay, sack a creature, get a mana of any color. Correct. I like that card. Okay, here we are. now. Pissed check- off I didn't get my foil one. Now check this out. I did get a foil one. You did? Uh, I did. From Phyre- From Invasion? Not Invasion. I had to get an Ultimate oh, Masters yeah, one, but guy. it's what I could find. Yeah. So check this out. Now, of course, we're going to add, everybody knew we were going to add Underwear Breach. Everybody knew that. Everybody knows that. Okay? Yeah. So we're adding an Underwear Breach lets you play things from your graveyard. A known combo with Lion's Eye Diamond, because you can cast it from your graveyard for free over and over again, provided you have three cards in your graveyard to exile to... Uh, what is it called? Escape with under Underworld Breach. Correct. But how are we going to do that, Ron? We're playing red. I don't know. Maybe. And and black. Well, yeah, but now we have black. And the, yeah. the there are three black cards that we're going to add to this deck, Ron. Okay. There's three, and here they are. Number one, Nether Trader. Nether you know, Trader. You know, Nether Trader? That, th- w- th- it comes out of your graveyard somehow, right? Yeah, it's a 1-1 with Shadow and Haste. Whenever a creature goes into your graveyard, you can pay black to bring it back. Oh, so you sacrifice itself to make a black with Phyrexian Altar, and then you can pay the black when that ability... It would have to be in your graveyard for that to happen. So you sack the zombie that you get from Tormod, right? That's right. See, okay. We're we're catching on. Yep. Then... In order to power our escapes, because we're going to have to escape things, eh? we're going to play Morality Shift. Morality Shift. That is switch your graveyard and your library. Yeah, baby. Now that's going <laughs> to now that's going <laughs> to yeah, power. Okay. So now we've got all the combo pieces in the shit in the bin. I, right? I play the shit out of that card. FYI, I know that's how I knew you were going to like this. Yes. Then we nether trader, and then instead of then instead of storming like a bitch, we use our lion's eye slash lotus petal mana to play bitter ordeal. Oh, a card that I have died to. <laughs> bitter ordeal has grave storm, right? That's right. You take a damage, or you mill a card for each time it's cast. Or each time you've cast something from a grave... How does it work again? Gravestorm is you copy it for each permanent that's hit your bin this turn. From anywhere? From play. But the nether trader and the zombies are going in and out of your bin, and then you copy it, and what it does is you search target player's library for a card and remove it from the game. So you go, nether trader, in and out of your graveyard, and then you bitter ordeal everybody and just remove their libraries from the game. Then say, go. 
Now, you realize that when you morality shift yourself and you exile cards for Underworld Breach, you only have about like 80 or so cards in your graveyard, right? We don't need that many. You only have to play LED a few times, like two. But how do you, conti- how do you continue to get your, your... I'm confused. Well, you sack, you, you sack the Nether Trader for a mana. It goes into yes. your bin. Then you sack the zombie for a mana to get the nether oh, trader yeah, back. We, we don't need infinite mana. Yeah. You're right. We just need infinite things going in and out of the battlefield to the graveyard. Those are the nether trader and the zombie from Tormod. And because those are hitting our graveyard so many times, eventually, once we do that a million times, that's when we cast the, the bitter ordeal. That's when we essentially we mill them in in our in fucking Rakdos deck. That's right. <laughs> Yes. Okay. I understand. I thought we needed infinite mana, but we don't. Not wh- if we if we didn't have that. If it was if it was like like dissipated or whatever, like countered and exiled, we could lion's eye diamond and remove like the eighty or so cards in our graveyard to make eighty times three mana with lion's eye diamond. Let's say sure. That's a hundred hundred or two hundred and forty mana we could walking ballista and probably kill people correct we could do it that way as well or i have a little bonus one as well little okay. little bonus <laughs> same setup but we take the gravestorm out and instead we play haze of rage remember haze of rage i do what i i'm oh man i'm racking my brain because i know the card but i just fill us in. Okay, Haze of Rage is, I forget how much it costs, but it doesn't matter. It's red, it has storm, and it has buyback, and it gives your creatures plus one, plus oh, until end of turn. So you have a bunch of shitty zero drop, zero whatevers that can attack, and you just use your underwear breach to just play zero drops, like LEDs and things, out of your graveyard over and over and over again to make as much mana as you possibly can, and then you just storm and buy back the fucking haze of rage as many times as you possibly can to turn all your dudes into 200 200s and just go over the wall because it has storm if you just continue to to cast it and buy it back or cast it and escape it from your graveyard you're going to contribute to storm and every time it storms like the first time it's going to give you one copy if it's the first thing you cast right yeah but it won't be because you've cast maybe your LED after you've cast your Underworld Breach. So you, like Haze of Rage will give you plus three. Yeah. And then you you buy it back or or or, or um, escape it. Yeah. Then it'll give you plus four. Then it'll give you plus five. So all of a sudden you've hit like plus 12 or something already for all your guys. Yeah. And then it'll give you six more. So that's plus 18. Seven more is plus 25. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then you're swinging in with fucking crimson cobalts, crookshank cobalts, and cobalts of care keep tokens. Maybe even Rorigik, son of Hergit, and you're gonna get in there for big damage slash wins. Oh man, you know what? It puts a smile to my face because I just cut, and you'll like this. You'll actually appreciate this. I cut. Etherflux Reservoir from my Zata deck in an effort to detune it, and I'm including Rograk in it. <laughs> Rograk in it, and I want to go a creature attacky type win con because I don't really want that to be 
fringe CEDH anymore. I want to play that deck more and I want to detune it so it's more of an attacky type tokens pump deck again of old. Sounds like a haze of rage type situation. It kind of does sound like a haze of rage. I might need to go and pick one up for sure. And another fun <laughs> little little black tidbit that we could add in that particular case. Have you ever played Reaping the Graves? I have. That is that's from Scourge. That's a storm common from Scourge black to get a creature back from your graveyard to your hand and storm because that's going to up the shit out of your storm count because you can put all of your shitty zero drops back into your hand and then play them again and then start haze of raging again oh fuck yes right yeah you need a way to give them haste well you got those three you just keep the three we're, we're totally just banking a hundred percent on you having Rogak, because he can trample, Ornithopter, because it can fly, and one opponent with no blockers. Of which we could just, like, um, uh, Briber's purse it, right? Yes. But if you were playing Zata Special, shout out to Lenny, he plays this card too. If you were playing um, Screaming Fury, it's a three drop plus five plus oh and haste. There and it is. if you can just, if you can... Um, how can I keep blanking on the word? If you can keep escaping that and target each of your three or four guys just at the cost of three mana, which we don't care about because LED and exile the cards in our graveyard that we morality shifted there, we could just haze of rage, target four or five guys, and then they all have haste. So now we got a deck. And plus five. Yeah. And don't forget, <laughs> since we're playing Tormund, every time we escape something, I think we get a zombie for that, right? Because it's a card leaving your graveyard. Yes, whenever one or more cards leave your graveyard. So you would exile three cards as part of the paying the escape cost. It's an additional cost. We would get a zombie for that. And then the card would leave the graveyard and go onto the stack. And we would get a zombie for that. So every time we escape something, we'd get two more zombies, which because they're tapped, we could just sacrifice them to get black, black or red, red just to info fuel our escapes if we have Tormod, right? Yeah. Fucking sick. See? I, see, I got your back, son. I can... LED would actually give us five mana. Oh. Because you exile, and then you... Uh, it leaves the graveyard, and you sack it for three. So you'd actually get five mana per LED, and you could go infinite with walkie B, hanger back walker, endless one. You could make stuff unblockable. Uh, yeah, that is most... Excellent. Better than my potential suggestions, but I'm going to give them to you quick anyways, okay. because like your LED combo being on theme costing zero, my combo is, or my cards are sort of on theme because you pay zero mana for them. Okay. Okay. So deflecting SWAT, that's from Commander 2020. You can cast it for free if you control your commander. Solid card. Yeah, Pyrokinesis is from the Force of Will cycle in Alliances. You can discard or exile a red card, pay a life to cast it for free. Oh. And it deals a combination of four damage. You can spread it spread it around. Definitely just as good as Force. Y yes. Yeah. Thunderclap and Flame Shot. If your opponents control mountains or you can sacrifice a mountain, whatever, you play them for free, they deal three damage to creatures. Downhill charge, sack a mountain, all your creatures or target creature gets plus X plus O where X is the number of mountains you control. <laughs> Mog salvage, crash and pulverize 
all are castable for free and destroy target artifact or pulverize destroys all artifacts. So if you need more artifacts in your graveyard to fuel your unearth, yeah. <laughs> you can get your fucking self. <laughs> oh, pulverize is sweet. That's an underplayed yeah. gem, man. Yeah, pulverize is good. Cave in is, uh, I think that destroys an artifact as well, doesn't it? Uh, I believe so, yeah. And I, I don't remember. Joe will put it on the screen and he'll meme us if we're wrong. Yeah. And then Mog Alarm, you can sacrifice two mountains instead of paying its casting cost, and you get you get Goblin tokens. Cave in does two damage to each to each creature and each player. Oh yes, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cave in is like a mini sweeper, sort of like Pulverize is an artifact sweeper. Yes. So all of those are castable for free in this deck in red and if we do include black there's more there's slaughter pact there's snuff out you can pay like four life if you control a swamp right right yeah that's a removal spell yeah good good stuff i think we did it fuck this is cool i I see i want to build it even more now (laughs) if i have a chance to play underworld breach morality shift and Tormod, like the art on Tormod is so sick. Oh, that right? card is cool. I like it a lot. I traded one off to, to G off of a CF him. But uh, yes. yeah, man, I, I like Tormod a lot. Yeah, super cool. I, I just did it. I did a Thursday altar auction for Tormod just this week, and I wanted to keep it because it was fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> I had a bunch of etched foils that I fucking gave away because I don't want to keep them because they're washed out and not very cool. <laughs> You know what? I did see on Twitter that other people had some QC issues as well. And don't forget, CCO Nation, we are going to be covering the etched foils and some QC once Brando and I get out of lockdown 2.0, I'm calling it. Yeah, right? good name. We're we're going to be looking at some of the, the etched foils and kind of the differences between foils if they came from collector packs or regular packs in this first print run of Commander Legends. You can find it all with the rest of our Commander Legends review on the Commander Cookout YouTube page or wherever you find your podcast or if you don't really know how to find anything like that you can always check out commandercookout.com that's right that's right we're getting into the end of the show usually we do a spice calculator but popularity on edh rec zero average cmc zero ranking of mono red commanders non-existent basically zero so and as we all know tutors none (laughs) the math lesson that we wanted to teach everybody is zero times any number is Zero. Right. So that's why we didn't do the Spice Calculator today. We are playing 47 cards in this deck. <laughs> so if we if we wanted to give it a Spice Calculator of 47, <laughs> we could, but I don't think that does it justice. No, I don't think it does either. When you actually look at it, there's a lot more here than I initially thought, having not wanted to do the deck. Or I think that most people would when you first look at it. Maybe it's not as good as it could be just as it's built now as as just a meme. But as we have talked about in the last 10 or so minutes, there's clearly an upside that you could take with this that would make the deck be exactly as it is now, but with some some big, big, big payoffs. Yeah, very much so. And you know what? That sort of sounds like a final thought of the day, but I'm going to stop you there real quick because I want to thank Papa Dio one more time. It's very much a, a Papa Dio deck. It feels very much like uh, an FU Lenny deck. He would brew something really weird like this. So F that guy too. It feels very much like something that CCO Nation as a whole would like, like Chris Von Doom's deck last week. So F that guy too. <laughs> Hope he has a terrible birthday. 
sort of. He's not taking no games off of me. I'm just saying. Oh yeah, no, for sure, no. for sure. So I again, I just want to thank all of the CCO Nationalites that contribute decks each week, whether it's the preferred deck list channel on our Discord, whether it's via email to commandercookout at gmail.com, if it's the jank deck building channel that everybody has access to and just fucking submits atrocities like this. <laughs> it it helps us out a ton to bring everybody just weird, cool, creative community decks. All of those start with C, so it's really appropriate. And uh, I'm happy that we've got the nation to support us like this. Agreed. They uh they make it all worthwhile. They make it happen, and we we appreciate yeah. you guys for doing that. Yeah, very much so. Don't forget patreon.com slash CCO podcast. You can get some more of the benefits. We do, and we should announce this at the start of the show, but we fucking didn't. We do have some merch plans, some shirts, some stuff. We're working with Fusion Games to bring you some cool stuff coming up. So stay tuned in the new year. We got a ton planned. We're going to be announcing more of that as the info and the merch gets into our hands and becomes available. So stay tuned. Big thank you to FusionGamingOnline.com, your source for all of your magic and gaming needs, all of your jank, rograk, fucking Tormod combo needs. <laughs> and don't forget CCO Fusion 5 for 5% off your order. Brando, give us the final thought of the day. I already gave you the final thought of the day, Ryan, and then you stopped me. And then you Give us the final, stuff. final thought. The final, final thought, Ryan, is we are going to be back next week with another very exciting deck on another very, very exciting episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! Ooh.